Hey everyone, welcome to the New Media Show. Of course, my name is Todd Cochran and we're going to be joined in a few minutes by a guest, but we are going to get the show started here. Rob, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing okay, Todd. It's uh, crazy what's going on. The sole s- subscription um, thing that's bubbled up in the space has really kind of scrambled a lot of things. Well, there's a lot of people that are all excited about it. So yeah, we right. will we will see though. <laughs> Is anybody is anyone tempering expectations, or is everyone thinking they're going to get rich? Right, that's the question, yeah. right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that the expectations could be outshining the opportunity, but um, but I guess time will tell. You know, this is a kind of you know, it isn't like you know, premium subscriptions is something new all of a sudden. I think what's new about it is, is that it's, uh, it's getting a lot of more attention. Um, a lot of the bigger companies are really embracing it. So that's, what's really bringing it to the forefront. Um, and, uh, and it's, I think in a lot of ways it's probably good because, um, it can support, uh, as the technology gets better, um, for these premium, um, offerings, that, that, that means some revenue coming into content creators to, um, fund the development of, you know, higher quality, better produced content in the, in the medium. So, you know, I think it's an opportunity for all levels of content creators to up their game a little bit and connect with community at a deeper level. And I think it does kind of accent some of the strengths of the medium, uh, as you look look to where the opportunities are uh, in the future. Well, I, I think that, um, for a segment of shows, this is going to work out. Okay. But I'm just, I go back to what I said last week and, you know, let's just preface this with Spotify is not, it's a limited invite right now. You, you just, not everyone's going to get on there. It's, I think they are launching with 12, 12 partners. So it's not like you're going to be able to jump on there. Plus you got to put your show on anchor to be able to be, to have a premium show over there. So that that's a negative in itself. But, um, I think what's going to end up happening here is that, um, you're going to have some that are going to jump into this and commit to doing a whole bunch of content. Because once you go this way, first subscriber, you have, if you have one subscriber, you're committed to putting content out. So, you know, what, what is, you know, what is your, uh, you know, if you're a podcaster, you got to think about this and say, what is my minimum success metric I'm going to use to, to, to start doing premium. Here comes uh, our guest. Uh, we can hear you, but we can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> so for those listening, uh, and I got a, our, yeah, hopefully our, the line noise, I've got a lot of line noise with you, Steve. Our guest well, here. We is, lost uh, him. He, he's coming back. Is, uh, Steve Wilson, who's a longtime Apple podcast, um, um, 
fellow that uh, worked on the, the editorial side in the U.S. for many years uh, with uh, podcast featuring and then uh, moved over to Apple Podcast Marketing for for many years as well, uh, working around driving uh, marketing to the podcast in, in the Apple organization and externally. And then um, more recently, he left Apple to go to work for a company called Q Code Media. So hopefully we can get him in here. He's been actually, I've been talking to Steve Wilson for many years about, you know, being able to come on shows like the new media show to talk about podcasting because he's been around this medium for so long. Um, and it's great to have him on the show. Steve Wilson, thanks for joining us. Hey guys, happy to be with you. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you okay. Yeah. Just just getting a little bit of noise, but I think we're okay. It'll, it'll level out. Sometimes Skype does that. So uh, how you been? Good, great. Great to see you guys. And uh, yeah, long time, uh, long time listener, first time caller. Excited to be <laughs> with you both. You know, uh, in your previous occupation, you were constrained. You couldn't, you couldn't come on shows. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting to be able to, um, you know, be out there and, and chat with the community a little bit more beyond just how we all got to got to see each other and talk at conferences. So uh, excited to be with you guys and, and chat a little bit about podcasting and Q Code and the industry as a whole. Yeah, maybe Rob, what we should do is just let Steve tell us about Q Code to beginning, and then we'll drag him back to the premium podcasting topic <laughs> so yeah. why don't you give us yeah. the 411 on what you're doing over at q code well, well sure thanks guys um so yeah q code uh i'm chief strategy officer q code really specializes in uh immersive scripted fiction podcasts so uh, these are fully sound designed scripted shows that often have you know amazing stories a-list celebrity talent and are produced at a really high technical level. Uh, you know, we mix and master at Dolby Atmos and do some really cool things in the audio. Uh, you know, for listeners who haven't experienced fiction before, you know, these are shows that kind of harken back to the old radio days. Uh, you know, War of the Worlds is an apt analogy for what people are, are, are familiar with. But uh, rather than using the sort of old techniques of production, you know, coconuts and washboards and those kinds of things, these are, you know, produced at a really high level and, uh, an amazing listening experience, something that really is, is a great uh, addition to everyone's like diverse podcast listening experience. Fiction's, you know, trying to do something a little bit different. You know, prior to joining Q Code, I spent a long time at Apple um, where I did editorial partner relations and marketing on Apple Podcasts. Uh, before that, I actually still worked in podcasts, but in Apple's education group uh, where I worked on iTunes U, which was a uh, you know, an educational podcasting platform with college courses and lectures and those kinds of things as well. Yeah. And that's all been folded into the Apple podcast platform. Now the, the, the whole educational side. Um, I mean, how important, I, I'm just curious, how important is the educational side to, to Apple as far as working with the universities? I know back then they, they were working pretty closely with uh, like Stanford and a lot of the big, big colleges. Is that still going on? Do you know? Yeah. I mean, look, I, I want to just obviously be really careful in, in all of our yeah. conversations to make it clear, sure. like I'm not I'm not speaking on Apple's behalf. And yeah. so as, as you yeah. ask uh, how important is it, it's, it's hard for me to sort of provide that kind of answer. But, you know, sure. I, what I would just say is, you know, what was exciting about iTunes U and the project that they had there, it was a it was a project that, um, you know, really saw the opportunity in mobile learning in the very early days. So this this project started. Right 
you know, back in 2006, I, I want to say it was um, 2006, 2007, not too long after podcasting itself really started. And it was the result of, um, you know, Apple and Duke University thinking about how the iPod, the original iPod could be used in, in, in mobile learning. And it, it's funny, it sounds a little antiquated now as we have the internet in our pocket with the iPhone. Uh, but this was a really early attempt at how, you know, students could go around campus with uh, language learning and college lectures and really use podcasting in that educational context. Uh, you know, I don't need to tell you guys that same feeling, I think, has persisted. And so many uh, universities are, are back to creating podcasts and thinking about how, mm-hmm. you know, uh, audio and storytelling is still fundamental to, to what they do in their curriculum. So, um, you know, and Apple has a long uh, history and education going back way before that, of course, as well. So uh, it, it was a special project to get the chance to work on. And, yeah. uh, you know, the exciting thing is, yeah, that all that content is now still available in, in podcasts. And, you know, from what I've seen, you know, those educational institutions continue to create great, great shows and podcasts. That's great. So why, um, why did you jump into a fiction in the podcasting space? Is it more about where you saw the the next big opportunity? Yeah, look, I I, I would consider myself fortunate because I got to work with so many different people in the podcast industry. So many, uh, you know, great publishers became friends. And uh, I think, you know, as I thought about my personal journey and my career, I always loved working with, with uh, partners across all those jobs I told you about, too. Um, and I always felt like it would be really fun to go to the other side of the table, to go from the platform side to the publisher side. And Qcode was a really special place. The CEO of the company is a guy named Rob Herding. He spent a long time working uh, with amazing talent in Hollywood. And he had a real vision to, to create Qcode as a place that could tell new kinds of stories. You know, in Hollywood, it's really hard to tell new stories. And I think as as much as we love uh, a good sequel or you know reboot of of a favorite franchise, um, it's exciting to think about how the the next character that you love uh, can be born, right? And um, you know I've been I've been introducing my kids; uh, they're uh, in fifth and second grade. I've been introducing them to the the Marvel movies, the Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe movie and movies and. Um, you know, I think what I see in Q Code was this really cool opportunity to create new kinds of stories and new characters and, uh, you know, a vision, the idea that, you know, what if the next Spider-Man or the next, you know, uh, Iron Man uh, doesn't come from a comic book, but comes from a podcast. And it's a character that we love that can live in lots of places. And um, so I thought that that was really fun, exciting and challenging. And and fiction personally was it was a delight. I would credit so many amazing creators out there who have been doing work in this uh, in this arena for a long time. You know, Rob, we were talking about Casey Whalen the other day and what he's done with yep. We're Alive and uh, folks like Lauren Shippen and Paul Bay, uh, you know, uh, the the guys who created Limetown and uh, folks at Panoply yeah. who created The Message. So So many people have been doing great work in fiction for a long time and I just couldn't uh, couldn't stop myself from feeling like it was a great time to to surf the growing wave in podcast and, and really be able to have that chance to be on the publisher side and bring my platform experience to uh, to to a company out there making great shows. So, what do you see as kind of the challenge going forward for fiction to um, find its its place in in podcasting? I know that the medium has been built primarily on reality based stories. Uh, is there something that uh, about 
the aspects of what you're working on or or elements of it that will you think make it really stand out from 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 the the deep I guess content that's being created around reality storytelling. Yeah, I think you're um, you know I think you're really talking about like you know education that needs to be done in in some ways and 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 mm-hmm. I often saw you know the need to getting people in podcasts in general into the medium, they have to have a great gateway show or experience. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting to me that, you know, in other mediums, fiction is such a big portion of the content that we consume, you know, in, uh, in TV, you know, there's sports and news, there's, you know, 60 minutes, there's late night shows like Conan O'Brien, who's also in podcasts. Um, But uh but yeah, a big portion of what we consume is Game of Thrones and Walking Dead and these favorite, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, these favorite uh, franchises um, that we like to tune into. And, and it's, it's, it's odd to me in some ways that fiction is so underrepresented in podcasting. But, uh, but yeah, I think we're going to need to do further education and provide that great, uh, exciting first experience for people to understand what, what this can offer in addition to the you know, uh, narrative nonfiction or chat shows or roundtables or all the, all the other amazing kind of podcasts that we all listen to today too. But don't you think that the reason there's not as much fiction as there is, is just, it's hard to do. It's just, you know, you've got a, there's a lot of work in putting fiction together. It's incredibly hard. Yeah. I think to do really well, um, it takes, it takes, uh, a lot of skill and time. You know, you're not just, um, you know, you're not just thinking about the story itself, but also how how the affordances of audio can really bring it to life or what you can't do right um, in, a, in an audio environment around a, an acted show. And I think that's why you've seen an evolution in these kinds of stories and in many fiction shows. There's a reason or a conceit as to why it's being recorded. It might be, you know, playing on the uh, the public radio voice or journalist investigating a story and. Limetown and the message or even blackout from Q code really relied on that. This sort of, you know, uh, podcast host, uh, who's telling the story and then you kind of got into the fictional elements, but increasingly, I think you're, you're, you're seeing more and more shows where you're a fly on the wall, just like any other movie that you'd experience. And, um, at Q code, we have a show called unwanted, which is a eighties action comedy, uh, that's sort of like, um, you know, Pe- Beverly Hills cop or pineapple express. And, uh, yeah, you're just sitting in the scene with these two guys as they're joking around and 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 making their plans to, uh, you know, go on their adventure. So, uh, I think you know it's hard to do. It can be expensive. It's it's time consuming to do well in terms of all the uh, coordination that it takes with different actors and and all of those kinds of pieces. Um, I also think you know there'll be more and more fiction as there's more and more. Uh, understanding from audiences in terms of what's out there and the whole range of, of shows like we talked about before. So yeah. Rob, I just want to ask uh, Steve, were you hearing Rob? Okay. Or are you hearing any crunchy thing coming from him through the audio? Was it clear to you? Uh, Rob is sounding okay to me. How do okay. I sound to you? Yeah, you get you. Everyone's good. It's just, so that's makes me feel better. So I know it's just on my end, not, not going out live. So go ahead, Rob. Yeah, so you know, you were talking about sound design uh, as as an important part of this, and I, you know, that's been around, um, you know, 
radio for a long time, you know, the, the war of the worlds kind of stuff where you um, create this kind of reality experience and, and Todd and I have talked about some, some kind of technology, you know, the binaural recording stuff. And I know you guys are playing around with that, you know, the, the, the rubber ears, um, stuff that creates a different kind of listening experience. I mean, how important is, um, fully and, and these type of different, uh, more advanced kind of audio experience recording technologies to what you guys are doing? Well, I think we're, we're certainly investing a lot in that, um, side on the technical side. We've got a, a partnership with uh, Dolby and we've been, like I said before, mastering all of our shows in Dolby Atmos. This is so <laughs> bleeding edge that the podcast platforms don't actually support distribution of, of Atmos files. Um, you know, there's a level of decoding that needs to happen on the app side. And, um, you know, as of right now, um, you know, we've been making these files, mastering Adobe Atmos, but, uh, but that's not the files we're distributing. If you go and listen to them today, um, you know, there's, uh, all kinds of important things that go into capturing audio in the right way. Those, those cool human, uh, heads that you mentioned, Rob, I think are so neat. And they, uh, as I understand it, you know, mimic the thickness of our heads and how audio doesn't just go in one microphone, right. but is heard through our own heads. Um, right. I, I'm going to quickly get out of my technical depth here, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the team at QCode is incredible. We've got folks that have worked on, you know, music videos and movies and TV shows that you would know. Uh, I got to brag on, uh, you know, our head of music is a guy named Darren Johnson, who, you know, is a classically trained, uh, pianist. And, uh, I was, uh, doing some stuff at work after I joined Q code and I, I Googled him, I think to look for his Twitter account. And I found his Wikipedia page where I learned that he was, uh, touring with, uh, Paul Abdul and discovered by Miles Davis. Um, Sky is incredible, and he does all the sound design for our shows. Uh, he's even, you know, writes original music. He was uh, friends with Rick Astley of the of the Rick Roll fame, and did an original song for our show Unwanted, the one I mentioned before. So, you know, this is a really fun uh, and creative aspect of what we're doing at Q Code is is really pouring ourselves into the the craft of making great audio and different kinds of experiences that I think listeners are going to really uh, enjoy. So I think this is a good kind of segue to talk about premium too, to some degree. I mean, is the timing you think of what's happening with premium kind of ride really well with what you guys are doing? I think so. I mean, I, I think as we all know, look, we've been, we've been in this medium together for a long time. You know, I think, yeah. you know, the three of us and your listeners would, would consider ourselves people ahead of the curve uh, in terms of the mainstream awareness and audience that's now in podcasts. But uh, I think, you know, what's exciting about the moment we're in is you're getting less and less of those questions that, that people used to ask. You remember when people used to ask, hey, do you listen to podcasts? Um, which I've always found to be just a funny question. You know, you never would ask somebody, you know, do you read books or do you watch TV? Um, but yeah, with, with podcasts being more and more mainstream, um, I think with real you know, uh, audience, there's been more and more monetization with more monetization, there's better and better content investments. And it's that great virtuous circle. And so um, I'm really excited about what we've seen in the last couple of weeks uh, from Apple um, is also, you know, some of the announcements from Spotify, Facebook and others, you know, podcasting, uh, 
is mainstream. And I think what we're getting here overall, I would say, is more and more options to be able to ensure that um, this art, uh, this medium is financially sustainable. And um, also, I would say, great independent creators have that opportunity to, you know, go full time. I'm sure that we all know uh, favorite uh, indie podcasters who still have to work a day job and they would rather be doing podcasts full time. And I'm hopeful that part of what we're seeing here and, and we'll be looking back at this you know, moment six months from now, a year from now. And many of those people, if they want, uh, will be able to kind of pursue their professional careers in this medium by by the unlocked new monetization options that are available. I just uh, worry and I guess call it the pessim- uh, pessimist in me is that you're still going to have to have a significant audience to do premium to make it work. Um, and those shows that have significant audiences already are running advertising. So I still worry about, you know, the guy that has a thousand listeners per episode, whether or not he or she is going to be able to make premium work. Uh, I, I, I hope I'm wrong in that, in that thought process because, um, because it may be end up discouraging people even more or discouraging that discouraging people because, you know, if you commit to doing this, then, you know, let's say you're going to do it for a year and you have five subscribers on premium. Well, you're, that's going to be pretty, uh, that's going to be pretty mind numbing, I guess would be the best word for it. I, I definitely see that concern. Um, you know, what I would, what I would think about though is, you know, you have to really drill into those situations. As, as you know, you know, that podcast that has a thousand listeners might be very different than another podcast That's that has true. a thousand listeners, right? And if you right. are somebody who's creating something maybe really high quality, um, or, or, or maybe what, what I should say is how high value in terms of the information that you're providing or the value you're offering through maybe a premium, um, you know, member only kind of podcast, um, you know, there might be ways to, to monetize at a higher level. If, you, if you're a mindfulness podcast and you are make a huge difference to those thousand listeners, you might be able to charge, you know, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month That's for true. your member only access. And as you know, those kind of numbers might be a little bit different. So, you know, depending on what kind of content you're creating, I think, and what you offer for that value, I think it's actually possible more than ever to think about building a sustainable business. You know, they, there's those books out there that talk all about, you know, um, a thousand true fans. Right. Right. And so if you're the, if you're the podcast that has that true thousand fans, you know, you might be able to do something pretty cool here. Mm -hmm. And and frankly, you might not be at that scale where advertising makes sense. Right. I I also want to be clear. Q code is, is primarily funded through advertising and we still see that, you know, moving forward as, you know, as going to be an important part of our business. And so, Mm-hmm. Um, Q code plus is really representing just another additional path to monetization, not necessarily one that is taking its place. And I think that's, I think that's one of the things that I really love about Apple's approach here is that they haven't disrupted the current ad market. They've been, I think, additive in the way that they, um, have had these features and tools available in the app store for a long time. That's really a good way to think about this is, you know, they're really unlocking app store like features for podcasters. Um, so I think it's, I think it's overall additive to what Q code is doing and it's not necessarily going to be, 
just premium, ex, you know, exclusive subscription audio. It's going to be both and. And I think too, the, there's definitely that, that as well. I've always said, if my audience would just step up for two bucks a month, he is, if man, I could, oh, if this audience stepped up at two bucks a month, Rob and I might actually, heck Rob, we might be able to do this full time. We might be able to step away from our day job. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding here but then but, we wouldn't know anything that's when, right. when we do the show that's, that's right the you know yeah so it, it's true well, though and, and now it's more than you know think about how many people already have their you know credit card on file with apple and and, and face id and touch id right rather than having to go register for a second site and handle all that billing or trust that oh you know just worried my credit card is going to get leaked online, right? You know, I think um, what, what's cool here is it's uh, it's going to be seamless in a way that none of us have experienced before in the podcast industry. True, that uh, it's as simple as buying an app. You know, so yeah. same, you know, same principle. I just, um, but I am going to be curious to see how it all shakes out. I know there's a land rush of people that want to be going on this, and we saw the demo last week. Um, I don't know, Rob, if you were on that call or not, where you got to see the demo of the new platform. But, oh, of Apple? Yeah, from you, Apple, and, yeah. And here's, you know, it was the funny part. I was talking to my team because we have a list of stuff that we want to do for some of the stuff. And I'm like, uh, I, it was just like, they got it. They finished it. They did it. Check, 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 check. And then I'm at the end, I'm like, shit, <laughs> I don't need to build this now, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> they just, they just, they just cleared the deck with me. But um, I think that the, the the real opportunity is is that because other platforms do have are now introducing premium then you're not going to be completely reliant on apple you'll be able to do some stuff on spotify if you so choose if you have an audience over there and there's still going to be opportunity for companies like rob and i's if because you know the divergence of how people listen you know and, and being able to access stuff is uh is pretty interesting because some audiences have bigger, you know, number of folks are listening on overcast than they are on, you know, whatever app du jour. So, uh, there's, there's still room for everybody. And you're right. It's additive and they, I don't think they've disrupted anything, but they've definitely give, you know, they, it's a big bang here. It's like, it's like people are getting hit in the head with a hammer now and now they see a new shiny object. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, you know, Oh, I was, I was yeah, going to say really quickly, uh, yeah, yeah, you go know, ahead. I think one of the things that um, is funny is, you know, uh, from my time at Apple, I guess what I would say, every company has their own approach to how they do business and how they talk about it. You know, very rarely uh, does Apple announce things on the timeline that people want. And, uh, you know, but what I'll say is they try and be really considerate and do things the right way in the right time. I remember when uh, people were always... Um, you know, uh, up in arms about copy and paste on the iPhone and uh, distinctly how people are like, oh, that, the iPhone doesn't have copy and paste. Are they crazy? The Palm Pre has copy and paste, right? And, um, you know, that's it, always stuck with me because I think, uh, you know, if you look look at it, the method that Apple released for copy and paste uh, is the same method it's been on iOS since the very beginning. Um, and so it's about doing things uh, for them at the right time in the right way and, and very considered. You know, I think on the industry broadly, I'm so excited to see more people participating. And even on a personal level, you know, I've known the teams over at Spotify as an example for a while. They're great people. And, you know, now that I'm uh, at Q Code, I get to work with them. And they're fantastic people, great, great partners. 
I think they're um, they're being really considerate and thoughtful about what they're doing in podcasts. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how these diverse, you know, offerings across the companies are, you know, just making it better and better for podcast listeners and better and better for podcast makers. So, um, you know, really excited for what what they can do. And then also with Marco at, at Overcast, I think, you know, he's always pushing the edge in terms of technology and, and the kinds of things that he's doing in his app. So, um, you, you know, QCode and I think many publishers out there are all interested in seeing these things happen and evolve and, um, you know, have more and more options and, and better and better ways to give give these kinds of solutions to listeners. Yeah, I'm just curious um, why why we didn't see this happen a couple of years ago and why we're seeing it happen now. Is there any um, anything that either one of you guys think um, or was it just a you know, a roadmap plan. Cause it, you know, I mean, obviously when Apple makes a announcement like this, it, and it's always been the case, it's, it, it's been a, you know, it's been an earthquake to the, to the medium because it's so important because Apple did it. Um, but is there something, or is this something that's more internal to, you know, Apple or it, is it more about what, what's being seen in the marketplace? Do you think? Ah, uh, you, you know, I think that the, as far as the premium goes, if you know, if you look who started it, you know, there's been a, two or three companies that have had some premium podcasting and then Patreon mm-hmm. had their thing. Right. So, and they still I mean, do. It's been brewing for a long time. It's been brewing. Yeah. Um, well, you know, here's what podcasters are. What's their two things they're trying to figure out. They're trying to grow audience. Right. And how do I pay for this thing? And I think Apple has listened you know, Apple can't make them help them grow per se, but they can help them make some money. So I think, you know, if, if you listen to the, to the discussion, I think, and you know, basically I can't, I don't know if I can even repeat what was said during the presentation we went to, but they've been listening to the creators. So right. they've been responsive to that. And, you know, as Steve says, maybe they don't move at the speed people want, but, um, well, when they come on, it's, it's definitely makes the news because it's big. Well, you got an 800 pound gorilla that's brought, you know, a whole, you know, whole world to, to podcasting. Let's be frank, podcasting, the whole world came to podcasting largely because of, of Apple. Right. And, and yet as many well, people like to poo poo it from time to time, we would not be here if they had not introduced podcast into iTunes in 2005 and everyone else is playing, largely playing catch up. Now Spotify thinks they're ahead, but I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I guess I just have to be a little, uh, <laughs> I, not, not answer on this question as you, as you asked about why it didn't happen earlier, Rob, but, but look, I would yeah. just say things, things take time. And, and, and the thing I appreciate is, you know, as you look at the tools in detail, um, you know, there's so many cool things that you can do and think about your pricing on a global level and, you know, the localization and the scale of this. Um, I think that's all really cool. I yeah, can't, can't quite answer the, the first yeah. part of your question in terms of timing, but uh, it, it's great. We have it now is what I'll say. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, it's, it's interesting though, um, how this is going to change the, the, the dynamic in the marketplace, because there's been so much emphasis over the last few years around advertising and, 
And I just wonder if this is going to take a little bit of the focus off of advertising um, for for a while. And I'm just, you know, mm. I'm just, I don't know. I mean, it will, advertising it will, is a tough thing. Rob, what it's this a tough gives. Thing for most podcasters. What this gives. Most podcasters can do this. Yeah. What it gives is the 90% of people that are 95% of podcasts that don't have advertising gives them an opportunity to right. easily try a monetization path of support through that, premium that's content. That's my point, right? right? That's my point, how it, how it takes, you know, the emphasis. Because, I mean, Todd, we, we, we've been saying all along, and th this medium, you know, um, and Steve, you've been around long enough to know this too. This, this medium is a fairly non-commercial advertising type of medium, right, um, at its core. And this does kind of play into audience relationships. Uh, with the content creators and that, that, that is more fundamental, I think, to the medium. I don't know what you guys think about that. Well, you know, I, I think I, I hear a lot of what you're saying, Robin, and, uh, agree with you both. I, I think that this is going to provide opportunities for, and a pathway for those creators who aren't yet at the scale, you know, to, to attract an advertiser on their own. Or right. I also love that this gives them the flexibility to not join a network if they mm -hmm. don't want. You know, I think right. some some podcasters didn't really want to join a network, but had to to be able to access advertising dollars um, because it'd be grouped in aggregate with others to be able to sell a brand deal. And this just gives them the choice. And I think that choice is great. Um, you know, what I will say is the advertising side, as I mentioned before, really continues. I've spent the last uh, couple of weeks with the team at Q Code preparing for the IAB podcast upfronts, which many companies mm -hmm. in the industry are participating in coming up in, uh, in mid-May. And, you know, that's a, that's been a really fun experience preparing for that and talking about how we're going to position ourselves and reach great brands to, to want to come in and partner with Qcode. Um, you know, so I think that this just gives, you know, that flexibility. There are some things, you know, and I should mention, you know, with, with, uh, with Qcode, maybe a little bit more about what we're going to do with subscriptions. Would that be helpful to talk about? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so, awesome. um, yeah, so with Qcode, we're we're launching Qcode Plus, and Qcode Plus is, um, you know, going to really allow us to uh, offer bonus content to loyal fans and listeners. Things like creative session, uh, creative roundtables with the show creators or the talent behind the scenes, making of kind of docu pieces as you're used to seeing in TV and film. Mm -hmm. uh, we can also offer creative things as well. You know, maybe it's alternate endings to our stories um, that we could get into. Um, over time, we can give the super fans a chance to binge and listen to our shows early. And, you know, what I'm also really excited to think about too is, you know, there's some things in fiction we want to make, but, um, you know, one of the challenges, uh, as it does relate to an advertising model is, you know, you really need to be releasing a fictional show with, you know, eight to 10 episodes to have enough, um, ad inventory for an advertiser to be financially viable. Mm -hmm. It's much harder to do that if your show is, uh, one hour or uh, one to three episodes. Right. But if we think about that content as being, you know, something that our QCode Plus members will help monetize as that might be something that's exclusive to that subscription, we can make all different kinds of stories at different lengths of time because we're not having to design for the monetization path necessarily as much. So, you know, I would just, I would just point that out for other creators and, and people out there thinking about this. 
there are some really unique ways that you can consider how monetization fits into what you do. Maybe for you guys, and I don't mean to pitch you, maybe what it is is a listener feedback hour, frankly, that is exclusive and you know exclusive to members where you could bring on a, a, a listener who wants feedback on their show and they're getting the advice of, uh, of Rob and Todd here on their, uh, on their show specifically, but that kind of feedback usually translates and is valuable to other people. Um, there's all kinds of, I think, creative ways you can think about it beyond just doing another episode of your show, uh, but making it a whole new format, maybe within your show. The yeah, first I think time. that's a, the- that's a terrific, um, comment and, and, and point here. And I think that that's, that's where, you know, Todd, you and I, and are, are going to get peppered, I, I think with questions that, well, what is the, the pathway that, you know, I, as an independent podcaster can utilize premium, um, what kind of things can I do? And I think Steve just raised some terrific, um, ideas and, um, you know, that's, that, that's a great topic for us to talk about, to give people ideas on what they can do. Rob, you know what the problem is, is we would do the first review and rip somebody so bad that no one would be, <laughs> you would, Todd. No, people would be, <laughs> people would be scared to come on and, and have that discussion. I'm just joking, but I know no, it's, are. it's, yeah. it is true though. Cause you know, I do this four or five times a week with our current podcasters. Yeah. I have a, you know, I do 30 minutes with them talking about, you know, just a boom, boom, you know, give them five action items yeah. out of a 30 minute call to right. things you can do. And you know, Often or not, though, it might become a little bit boring, Rob, because I find that I'm often giving the same five pieces of advice on every call. And it doesn't always. Sometimes I'm like, wow, you're doing that. Oh, you're doing that. Oh, you're, you are doing that. And then you're, then you're like, okay, let's, let's get deeper in the weeds. And then is it really a content problem, not a tech, you know, you're doing everything right with your website and all the, all the other stuff. So sometimes think it does. About the- Think about the passive well, the, version of that too. You know, that could be pretty cool for you to create, Todd. You know, like the masterclass ten episode uh, piece that would just be a part of a part of what you do potentially. Um, I don't know. Uh, and, interesting. Think, yeah, the the solution could be different for all different kinds of shows. I was I was thinking about um, I was thinking about other kinds of categories in media that are really fun and interesting too, like travel or even you know, things like, uh, like weddings, you know, and wedding planning or, you know, parenting and people getting ready to have their first kid. There's so many cool analogies out there to other kinds of media, um, you know, and books and things like that, that we, that we love that, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that there's gotta be a lot of people out there who are experts in these different fields that, you know, might not have necessarily been able to scale with the right advertisers, but it's just, again, high value content that uh, would be would be worth um, you know would be worth a, a subscription to get access to. You know, and they made that platform so that you can do that. You're not just limited to doing one premium show. You can set up multiples, and you can make a choice for each one and what the monetization path is. So many free, so many premium. A sample, then it goes to the you know it's 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 free for a certain amount of time. Then it goes beyond the paywall, vice versa. So there's all kinds of ways to mix it up. So no matter what your model is, maybe you pay for the series, not for a single episode, you know? So it's the same type of, you know, so there's a, they've made it smart on the pathways you can choose to monetize the content. Then it's just up to you to make sure you market it and, you know, point it out and link to it. Yeah. So when I saw this, 
this announcement um, happened and the focus in the industry, you know, the first thing I thought of was um, <clears throat> the distinction that Audible has <clears throat> in the market, right, with audiobooks. Um, and then seeing that um, with what you're doing, Steve, and how those those are very similar to each other. Is there going to be a convergence, do you think, of audiobooks into drama productions more because of this? Uh, And the distinction of a audiobook catalog goes away. It becomes a part of the podcasting, premium podcasting experience. Well, if if I was an author and had a podcast, I would have that book as my premium offering. Right. For sure. Exactly. And I, why use Audible if you're building your brand around your podcast? Or well, maybe you, it's an addition too. Yeah, and you look at what um, Amazon's doing right now with blending the Amazon podcast, you know, the, the Amazon Music, and then Audible together, and then creating a free account. So they're basically creating a an environment there within Audible where the these worlds are colliding with each other more. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the, uh, the philosophy major in me loves these distinctions around language, you know, and it's kind of all blending together in media, right? When you think about a long piece on YouTube, how is it different from a TV show and where is Netflix content different from a movie? And, you know, I'm not sure I have the answer in terms of how it's conceived of, and some of it's just language, but, you know, to your point about audiobooks broadly, there's a lot of great thinking out there in the industry. I would shout out uh, Pushkin Industries and what Jacob Weisberg and Malcolm Gladwell are doing, you know, over there. They've done some really amazing work around Malcolm's releases and and making them feel much more um, engaging than what I think people are, are typically used to in a, mm-hmm. you know, in an audiobook that just has a single narrator and not not a lot of sound right. design. So uh, those guys are really, I think, at the bleeding edge and deserve a lot of credit for how they're thinking about. Um, specifically, you know, because of Malcolm's, you know, uh, distinction as a, as a fantastic author, you know, how that kind of has bleed, bled into the podcast world. So, um, so much room for experimentation and, and, and different approaches here as people make more and more high quality stuff. Yeah. And as audiobooks start to be produced more like what you're doing with Q code too, potentially. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah. And we have, um, Q-Code has uh, a number of shows that have come from, apart from original scripts and podcasting, you know, Q-Code has adapted written pieces before. Uh, Like the left-right game was a viral Reddit thread uh, that was written by a a copywriter out of the UK named Jack Anderson that just blew up on Reddit. And, and, you know, Q-Code adapted that into a uh, podcast that got incredibly popular uh, the podcast uh, is fantastic, and now uh, Jack is writing the uh, TV show version of of the series for Amazon. So, like I was sort of saying at the top, you know, and I and I just saw um, Mjolnir behind you there, Todd. Uh, you know, we should get the next Thor. I think out of podcast guys, um, you know, characters again that we love and want to just see them in all different forms and facets. And they might start as a podcast and become a TV show or become a comic book and that's happened a lot. You know, Lauren Shippen just released her book. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, the guys at the adventure zone, Travis, Travis, uh, Justin and Griffith McElroy have released the adventure zone comic books. And, and that's what I love. Podcasting is, uh, such an amazing, uh, medium. And I think we're just seeing incredible stories kind of coming out in different and coming to different life, uh, life in different ways. 
right now. So do you see Q code being doing a little bit like what the, uh, the Wondery platform did as being a, a source of TV shows as you look to the future? <clears throat> well, Q codes definitely had a good record there and, and, and also, you know, credit to the Wondery team, Fan- fantastic folks over there. Uh, you know, I have loved working with those guys in my prior life and, and still today. And, um, you know, incredible group of people at Q code. We have a number of projects in development. Um, I, I've lost track of the the number here, but, uh, but all of our shows are on kind of a path to adaptation, to other mediums, whether that is TV or film or books or even stage, you know, theater um, coming out of podcasts is a pretty cool notion as well. Uh, but, you know, things like uh, dirty Diana and the left, right game, like, as I mentioned, um, you know, we, we just announced, um, you know, our show Edge of Sleep is about to start uh, filming as a TV show uh, here very soon. So, um, you know, that's not the primary purpose of what Qcode's doing, but I think there's so much appetite uh, out there in the world for great original stories that fans love, you know, that I think that's why we're seeing a lot of that Hollywood adaptation into other forms because they they know how ravenous podcast fans are for these stories. And it's... um it's a more sure bet, right? When it can be a big financial uh, risk to try and start something new. Uh, when they see how excited podcast fans are for these, these shows, I think that's why they're adapting, you know, a lot of nonfiction as well as fiction into these other mediums. I was talking with a podcaster Tuesday. What is today? Wednesday, I guess it was yesterday. And um, he, he does a fan fiction podcast and you know i got to talk to him you know because he's been doing it for fun at this point he did his first 10 you know he did his 10 episodes of what that particular storyline was going to be and he's got more two more in work he's like well now i'd like to make this a little bit sustainable you know and uh you know i'm not worried he's not worried about making millions of dollars but it you know he'd like to have a little supplementary income he's close to retirement age and, uh, and I just, you know, I had mentioned, you know, advertising is a way, premium content's a way. And I said, have you built enough people on your first series to be able to promote the second series premium wise? And so that was a discussion too, because I think what podcasters are going to have to start thinking about is their, their strategy on their transition from having free to be able to start offering something premium and then being able to have enough of a funnel to get people over there. Um, people that are savvy marketers already will probably be able to make that transition, but I don't think a lot of podcasters are. So I foresee a lot of master classes on how to make that transition to, and I, to be honest with you, I kind of don't like that word. Um, it, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know why, but anyway, <laughs> there's going to be, you know, people are gonna have to figure out how to make that shift while continuing to provide the free to promote the premium. Um, it's double the work. Yeah. Or more. I think certainly a lot of opportunity out there for, for, uh, you know, people who can give great guidance, uh, in this time, you know, I remember, um, there was a really famous iOS development course that came out of Stanford, uh, on how to write, uh, I guess it was iPhone OS at the time, but it was how to write apps back in the early days. And millions of uh, developers actually learned how to code uh, using that course from Stanford. And so, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's not a masterclass. Maybe it's uh, 
something uh something a little bit different but i i i was thinking back on that guys and i was thinking about how you know is there going to be somebody who's going to step up and make that definitive guide that's going to help people through this time because you're right there's a lot of education needed uh as the industry continues to professionalize and and has that opportunity so we've just gave a bunch of you listening to this a whole bunch of ideas so (laughs) rob and i rob and i and steve will take your take five percent thank you very much that's so. right. I'll put me on as an advisor. I'll do it. <laughs> but, so, oh, go, go no, ahead. No, go ahead, Rob. Go ahead I was just going to ask you um, to talk a little bit about some of the, the, the show concepts that you guys are working on over there at Q Code and what the, what the thinking is behind some of these productions. Uh, I don't know. I know that you're working on a, a, a couple of new ones here that you're, you're just about to launch or you've launched already. Uh, why don't you tell us about them a little bit? Yeah, sure. So, you know, broadly Q code really started, uh, with, you know, what they call genre. So it's a lot of sci-fi horror, uh, sort of fantasy. Um, Mm -hmm. and over time it's expanded out to other genres as well. You know, kids and family, there's a, a kid show, uh, called Hank the cow dog, which was, a by the way, was a, 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 popular book series, beloved book series for, for many folks from the South and from Texas. Uh, that show actually starred Matthew McConaughey um, as this, you know, friendly ranch dog uh, teaching life lessons. Uh, but there's also been Dirty Diana, which is a female erotica starring Demi Moore. And, uh, you know, like I said, an action comedy, Unwanted. So we're really expanding out into something for all, for everybody, for all ages and all, and all genres. Um, you know, we want people to get into fiction regardless of their interests in the same way that, you know, there's all different kinds of, of uh, books and TV and all those kinds of things. As we move forward, I'm trying to think of all the shows we've announced, you know, we're going to release over 15 shows this year. Uh, Kiko's catalog is currently uh, at around 12. So a pretty significant uh, growth from us in terms of what we're creating. And, you know, that's a combination of, you know, new original stories as well as new seasons of some of our, uh, you know, fans, most favorite series, sometimes actually creating second seasons is really hard. And so actually Q code hasn't, hasn't done that just yet, but we did announce blackout season two is coming back. Uh, blackout season two is coming and it's series is coming back, uh, very soon. Uh, can't yet announce a, uh, release date, but it's, but it's coming up quite quickly. Um, we're doing a show called Edith with, uh, Rosamund Pike, uh, where she stars, uh, Edith Wilson, the famous, uh, wife of Woodrow Wilson, who was sort of secretly, um, president of the United States while mm. Woodrow is incapacitated. Right. Uh, this is this is really fun. We're doing this in partnership with Crooked Media, and so it's got a really fun uh, political satirical edge to it. And uh, you know, you could kind of think of it as sort of like a, a Weekend at Bernie's meets like Veep, if you know uh, both that show and that movie. So it's it's really a fun series, and um, you know, got a number of other ones in the works that again range. From you know comedy to sci-fi and kids and family to you know drama, so uh, we're we're trying to put something out there for all ages and all um, all interests. So how are you guys planning on you know marketing and promoting these and getting get getting the word out? Are you going to treat it kind of like um, you know like a TV series or a movie or something like that? Or what's the what's the overall strategy that? That, that you guys are looking to do to try and drive audience to these things. Just curious. Yeah, we, I, I guess I'd say at a high level, we try and make these experiences 
for, for, for people and that they mm-hmm. can participate in and, and be excited to be a part of. Uh, you know, they're, of course, evergreen, right? But uh, in the right. same way that we're all excited about, you know, the latest episode of a, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of a favorite series that's running on TV, we kind of want fans to have that same uh, connection. And so we do things like invest heavily in the art and design side of, of the podcast. So it feels very cinematic. Um, we want people to have some insight into the world that we're creating. But, uh, but, but one of the things I would say is we also are mindful of the fact that part of the fun of these series is, is the ability to use your imagination, right? To go for a walk or to do those chores around the house and think about the character in the way that you imagine it in your mind, like a good book allows you to do. So we, uh, kind of balance out the art that we provide versus, you know, again, leaving room for the listener's imagination. And, uh, you know, on a, on a more sort of like tactical level, we invest in social media, a lot of organic uh, social media. We're building our newsletter. We're, you know, uh, trying to do fun uh, eventized series like on Instagram Live and, and Clubhouse to, you know, engage with fans and listeners. And, um, and, and yeah, trying to build these up as, as something that you want to kind of be a part of and excited to participate in. Hey, Rob. I lost you for a second. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I can't hear you, Rob. Yeah, we can't hear you. Something went... Oh, one other thing I'll add while you're getting that figured out is um, on the on the sort of marketing growth side, you know, uh, always been a big proponent of where podcasters can collaborate. And, um, you know, I think that that's something that uh, people do through paid ads on other shows and that's that's fantastic but uh i'm really a big believer in how the community uh and, and individuals can be smart about how they partner with other shows where there's mutual interest and do things like crossovers and those kinds of collaborations that i would say actually youtubers are, are quite famous for um and so you know being able to you know guest on other shows or maybe thematically align with other shows that are related to your content is something that i'm thinking a lot about you know, where there might be a topic or a theme, you know, that, uh, you know, fans of, of our show or fans of another might actually value from, from that collaboration between the two more thematically. Did you recover your audio, Rob? Oh, that's weird. We can barely hear you. Nah, we can't. It's, we can't hear you. Maybe try calling back in on Skype. It's just like it went, because I heard something go, and then he went silent. All right. There you go. Good to go. Is that better? Okay. Well, guys, I'm so sorry for this, but I I, unfortunately have uh, a meeting here at the hour, so I have to drop out. But thank you so much for having me on, and I've loved chatting with you. It's great to see you guys. and. What's, Quite an honor to be here with you. Real quick, Steve, what's the best way yeah. for people to reach you? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. Can I, I guess I'll plug my own Twitter. Sure. Is that okay? Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. So I'm on Twitter. You can look me up uh, uh, at Stephen Wilson. Uh, so S T E P H E N Wilson. And, uh, you know, connected with, with both of you there. So maybe people can find me through you guys on, on Twitter. All right. Hey, thank you so much for coming on and uh, best awesome. of luck over there at Q Code. Thanks, yeah. guys. Take care. Thank you, Steve. Bye now. Bye.
you know, Rob, the whole, uh, the whole piece on, uh, being able to do fan fiction. That's, I just, that's just every time I think about it, just, you know, I'm not that type of a creator. So it's gotta be challenging. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of diversity that's going to come out of fiction. I think fiction is going to unlock a bunch of areas that's going to, you know, um, bring into the podcasting medium, a lot of different creators that haven't been involved in the medium. Uh, and I think that, you know, what Q code is doing is going to, it's, it, it's going to unlock a lot of, um, different types of content, different types of community building. Um, I'm, I think it's, it, it's the natural evolution. I've been surprised that it's taken so long for fiction to get traction, but, I think it really gets back, like you were saying earlier, Todd, that it's just expensive and complicated to produce these type of programs. And the best people to, to do it are folks out of Hollywood that are involved in script writing and, and having actors and, and having fully production and all this kind of stuff, which, you know, I think the timing for subscription, I, I think is perfect for that to help it help it grow and develop. The question that, that I have is, are all of us or uh, a large number of us going to, you know, commit to a lot of different subscriptions? You know, I know if you look at the podcast stats, the, the average podcast consumer only subscribes to what, five or six, maybe seven different shows, different series. Um, are they going to replace this? And I know that audiobooks have always been a big chunk of, the, um, the audio listening side, um, in, in this medium to some degree, not as podcasts, but as audiobooks. Uh, I just wonder if bringing audiobooks together into podcasting is going to help podcasting because of all those audiobook listeners out there. Yeah. That's interesting to see where it's going to go. Here's one thing I want to talk about though. Um, today too is yeah. Apple uh, version 14.5 has come yeah, out. That's coming. Um, well, I think it came, didn't it? So it's been beneficially released. Yeah. The iOS 14.5 has been released. I'm trying to get to, uh, yeah, I don't think I've upgraded yet. Yeah, I did. And I wanted to see what our show looked like on the new. So yeah, this is what it looks like. On the new, for those of you that are watching, this is what the, what the show looks like now. And, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to uh, scroll in a little bit here and look at the, um, uh, looking at a specific episode. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy here because, um, some people are having challenges with their listings now with the 14.5 and how they, how they look. And, um, it looks to me like Apple has definitely improved the, I'm going to go and look at my show. Yeah. This is beautiful. Absolutely freaking beautiful. So before this, this I'm, I'm really, really happy here. And, and if, it's somebody, Todd's uh, showing his iPhone. Yeah. On, so as I'm, video, if right. I'm looking at Geek New Central, which has extensive show notes, mm -hmm. 
everything is formatted really, really well. And it's got, uh, this is, it's, it, yeah, it, yeah. it, it, it it's, yeah. it's recognizing more of the, more of the text. Um, from the show notes, from the show notes it's re- and it's, it's okay. following more of the HTML rules. So my show used to be really kind of not as great because I used all kinds of different little HTML functions. So mm-hmm. it looks really awesome. I mean, it looks really, really awesome. And, um, I'm just loading up a few shows that, uh, I'm associated with besides this one. And I'm really, really happy with the new formatting in Apple podcast, uh, from a show note standpoint. So I, I'm I, still actually downloading to install it myself. So y- I can't yeah. So if it. any of you are, you know, have upgraded your iPhone, go look at your, go look at your show listing under 14, uh, Apple podcast, 14.5 and look at your show notes specifically. Um, some of you that may have been having challenges before potentially are very happy today. Um, and another thing too, is they also are now linking to the episode website at the bottom of the show notes too. So you can actually get to the website, right? So if I just click on this, but being, but a boom, uh, oh, I'm not connected to the internet right now because of, I don't want the phone rang earlier and you guys disappeared off the screen. Um, so this is, this is really, this is really nice what they've done here. And, you know, it's, that's the blueberry show. It's got a nice background. And then here's the podcast. Do you think it's a said. simpler, um, user experience compared to the other UI? Is I, it- I think they've made it, I think they've cleaned it up a lot, you know, and made this, the, I thought the other one was a little confusing. They've made the, they made the show listings. Oh, oh, oh it's, Okay, you click on a show, you see the episodes, you click play, and it's not that complicated. Right. But I never gave a lot of value to having, because the show notes were always kind of jacked from app to app, depending on how they formatted it. And, you know, this to me is my biggest surprise of, of the day, to be honest with you. I had not looked before the show on how the formatting looked, and it looks, it looks freaking fabulous. So, um, I'm really, really, really pleased with, uh, with 14.5 and how it looks visually. And, uh, that's going to give them a big boost too. Yeah. Well, I think it's been needed. I, I think, you know, I've been, I've been using the Apple podcast app for, I mean, the, the whole time. That's my, that's my primary driver. And I've, I felt that it's been, been a little bit too confusing to use at times, than what was needed. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, that that is cleaned up because then we might see more, more adoption and of the Apple podcast experience, which I think is my, my preferable experience anyway. So when Um, I, when I hit browse, um, all the, all the normal stuff is there that I would expect, but I very rarely browse, but, you know, they've got this new thing here, um, for the, the new and noteworthy is getting some major, uh, some major, 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 uh, exposure top shows. 
Well, yeah. I thought that I thought that they were dropping the new and noteworthy. Well, not category. not what I can see. Still new and noteworthy's here. But okay. but they've got at the top, they've got featured shows, Invisible, Seizing Freedom, Slow Burn, Ship War. Yeah, well, they've always had that. You, you know, know, it's that top scrolling yeah, bar. Yeah, so the scrolling the bar top. hasn't changed at all. But mm-hmm. um, I think they've done, at least in the library for your specific show, uh, I'm very, very pleased with the way, way this looks right now. And... Uh, it shows a published date. You can click more. It brings up more information about the show. Again, episode website. I don't even have to go. Yeah, it goes. Let me click on that. Boom. Takes me right. And it takes me to the right episode on new media show. It takes me to the right, uh, right to the episode page. Um, so that's something that's nice as well. So. Although they say we, uh, they did get our frequency as bi-weekly. <laughs> oh, did they? <laughs> bi-weekly? Yeah, yeah bi-weekly. Well, I guess, well, I guess it was. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, everything looks good on this. So. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with that. And of course, if you've upgraded to iOS 14.5, don't remember. Remember now, go into privacy. You can opt out of being tracked on a whole bunch of apps now. Specifically, Facebook. You can turn all that stuff off so they can't track you no more. They're going to try to opt you in, opt opt out so that they can't track you. All those new privacy features they've added to fourteen point five. I do wonder how that impacts um, the user's experience, though. On Facebook, yeah. Well, it just means I mean, that, if it's better, does it make it better? Well, it makes do, it. Do we think it make makes it? It, it was all less about advertising and t- retargeting and all that stuff. So you can't be retargeted no more if you choose not to be tracked. No, no, that's not my question. My question is more: they use that data for oh. relevancy. Oh, they right? do. They, they <laughs> Rob, they use that. They feed us in their newsfeed what they think they're going to still see what right. we're what we're liking. They just now can't, uh, they yeah, don't, sure. they're not going to have as much insights into us. I think that's good. Little, oh, I think it is too. I just yeah. wonder how it's going to impact. Well, they're not happy uh, about it. I the, can tell you that. The wall that we see of sources of content. Well, <gasps> we need to, they mind their own damn business as far as I'm concerned. I'm adult enough to seek out what I want to seek out on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, there's just always a trade-off, right? Yeah, there is. And I think it's, uh, you know, as much as Facebook's complained about it, it's a pretty good trade-off. Mm-hmm. Hey, we did get some new jingles in. We did. In, uh, let's see here. Can I play one of these? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to play the whole thing, but I'll play one of them here for you guys. You guys can hear this one. Welcome to the new media show. We're this gets kind of funny. the new media show again. People are actually going to listen to this jump. We do it live. We're live right now. We'll just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. We just can't get enough. The new media show. Let's go. Just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. Bada bing, bada boom. The new media show. We do it live. Just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. We're going live. The new media show. I'm like Adam Curry, and you're more like John C. Devorah. I think I am Adam Curry, and you're the old curmudgeon. We do it. 
Bill O'Reilly joins the new media show, screaming, <laughs> do it live. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So anyway, we haven't used too many of those today, so I thought I would just throw it out there. We did not get any comment from Cridlin. We didn't get any response from Tom Webster. We didn't get any. Right. Well, of course, Dan Franks didn't have his own promo until now. <laughs> Right. And I I don't six oh okay, so someone in the uh in the audience, how do I use bank two in the in the sound pads? So I've uploaded stuff to bank two. How do I how do I play the second banks in the roadcaster? Someone's gonna give nope. me the answer. Nope. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna try it right now. All right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. There's a there's a a a little soundbite that we got about Mr. Tom Webster. So, let me push my my pad and see if it plays it. Hang on here. Don't eat me, Tom Webster. Oh, that's yep. the that's the original one. There's a new that's one. That's the original one. Yeah, there's a new one. Oh yeah, you're right. Bank. Where's the where's bank? I know there's bank, but how do I go to bank two? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out too. Okay, let me. Because bank. we've loaded stuff into bank two, and I don't know how to get to bank two. Music right. note icon. What is that? Music note icon. Music note icon. Don't I eat me, Tom Webster. Oh, that's the same one. Music <laughs> note is... icon. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna have to. Yeah. Go, so, go back to one, and uh, drop this new one in there. Yeah, because okay. I don't see a. All right. Tom Webster had a great point. Huh? Wait, what? That mm -hmm. phrase makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, yeah, that's one of the new ones. But anyway, I don't know how we play hit the music note icon on the podcaster screen music note icon right on the roadcaster screen oh music note okay and oh now i see how to do that it's at the top we got to be smarter than the it's basically rob you have to actually go into the settings so right at the oh, top, yeah, right next to where your uh, micro SD card is, the music. Oh, note. it's that little, yeah, little, little music icon. Yeah, and right. then you can change a bank two or bank three. Aha! Gotcha. Got to be smart. Right. See, Mike Dell, he knew how to how to do that. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna play the new one for for Dan Franks here. So Dan actually is gonna come on the show next Wednesday. So he's is it give next us Wednesday update. or the following Wednesday? Uh, I think it's, okay. could be, could, could be the following All Wednesday. Right. 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 So here, I'll, I'm, I'm going to play Dan's one. Dan's. <laughs> Dan Franks. Talking about Mr. Danny boy. Dan Franks. We're talking about Dan Franks. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough uh, non-topic playing of jingles here. So we we definitely appreciate the the jingles we have received, and from, from Lee uh, Lepuke. 
Rob, is that his, come on, is that his real last name? Yes, I think it is his real name. Yes. L- like he has a fine name, Todd. Okay, I'm just confused. <laughs> I've never heard anybody with that last name before. Is, if well, it's, it's are we pronouncing? Is there, are right? we are we pronouncing it wrong? Is it supposed to be Puzay? It it could be could be Lee. Pajuk. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So sorry, Lee. We're teasing on you here, but I, I, I'm honestly never heard that last name before. So, or how to, you know, they don't know how to, because it almost sounds like I'm insulting you when I. I well, yeah, well. <laughs> I certainly don't want to do that. No, no, no. But thank you for the jingles. We definitely appreciate. Yeah, it. Thank we're you feeling so much. We're feeling quite special here for the for the jingles. But Rob, getting we got 11 minutes before we got to go. What what else? Not that there's anything happening in the podcasting space this week. Um, my God, uh, we picked a good time to go back to once a week. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> Pile them in. Right. Well, I, I did see that the Infinite Dial was uh, re- released down in Australia. And there's some interesting stats that came out of that, too. It, they were showing 30% of people driving around their cars are listening to podcasts. That's a good thing. Yeah. It's over uh, from 25% just a year ago. Yeah. So, so do you have access to that too, Todd? Is that what you're looking at? Yeah. I'm looking at the pod news article, of course. Ah, and yeah. then, uh, let's see here. What's the other one where they talk about podcasts, but if I tell people are pissed off about uh, Joe Rogan. There's a pretty nasty article about him. Uh, and well, I don't, I think, Obviously, I think this is written by by James. Uh, this title it says, "Spotify's drunk, stone, transphobic conspiracy theorist Joe Rogan has told healthy twenty one year olds to not bother getting a coronavirus vaccine." So we'll link to a story of a Cody Lester, a healthy college student and baseball player at Colorado Mesa University, who died on April eighth last year after catching the virus. He was twenty one. So there's been an article that's come out on this too. Someone burned him pretty hard. Uh, on uh on a, on a on a public posted blog post i think early on todd there was a lot of speculation uh i i heard from those in the medium saying that they were counting the days of how long joe was going to last at spotify oh um, he, he's making he, any news is good news when it comes but, to a show but that's that was I, I was going to take it to another level and say, maybe that's exactly what Spotify wants yeah. is controversy. Cause then that's going to drive attention. Hey, Doug, if you want to knock something out for us, we would, we, we are very open to any type of really cool, creative, fun thing. Douglas Sarit is asking in the chat room. Do you guys want us to have anything? You want us to have something knocked out for you? Yeah. And any, anytime we, any little fun jingle you've been well, listening that and, to- and cover art too. You've been you've been listening to the show long enough, Doug, that you know our little memes on the show. So we'll, we'll just let your little creative geniuses do what they want to do. Right, right. <laughs> and and Todd, pod, podcast awareness in in Australia, uh, twelve plus age, twelve plus is uh, went up. Uh, looks like what four uh, percent from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one, just fairly consistent with what we've seen in the U.S. Thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, it it looks like uh, podcast awareness compared to the U.S. 
This is this is interesting. Did you see this, Todd? I, I haven't looked at the actual report. I just Pod, read the headline. Podcast awareness in the U.S. in 2021 is only 78 percent. And what is it in uh, Australia? In, in Australia, it's 91. Wow. So, you know, outside of the U.S. and I've been saying this for a while um, is actually growing uh, in per capita consumption uh, even faster than in the U.S. So, you know. Growth is happening really fast outside of the U.S. So without getting into any trouble here, um, 99% Invisible has been purchased. Yeah, and by, by Spotify? Serious. Serious. Now, Serious. I guess my days of measuring 99% Invisible is about over, uh, if, if they're going over to Serious. But... Um, and maybe, you know, rightly so, because he deserves to be, well, not rightly so, but he deserves to be in a top 10 list somewhere. Um, right. This show will easily upsurp some people in a top 10 list if they, if they are submitted to be measured. Um, this, yeah. this show does very, 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 very well. From an audience Mr. standpoint. Mr. Roman Mars, right? Yeah. And, yep. um, but it's interesting here. No terms were given, but Roman Mars to give $1 million from the sale to support Radiotopia shows. Says PRX, 99% visible, started in 2010, initially crowdfunded on Kickstarter. So here's this, here's the challenge. Radiotopia, while they create a lot of great shows, he was the anchor over there. Yeah. And well, he's been doing very, very well for many years now. I know, so. but he's been the anchor that the, all the Radiotopia shows did not go to Sirius XM. Well, so, they're, they're independent. A lot of them, right? Right. That's my understanding. And if I'm wrong, someone let me know that. But um, yeah. I think that we are we'll see what happens with this because my understanding is they used to do a similar type of uh, NPR fundraiser every year um, to raise money. That's, and I don't know if he took advertising to be quite honest. I don't know. Um, right. But you know, he's, he's one of the OGs uh, of podcasting. So I think that, uh, and I just think this is this is a huge deal for him. This is a you know I hope I hope he got as much as close to as much money as uh, Rogan got, but I don't know if Sirius XM would have shelled that kind of cash out. But if he's going to give a million dollars to yeah, I saw that yeah, to, he was donating a million dollars, so he he, he must got have, plenty. He must have done well. <laughs> um, right. so yeah, this is this is uh. This is really, really good, but we'll see those shows that didn't move. What happens? Um, right. I, I, again, I, I don't know. I hope they hope the rest of those shows can stand. You know, it's like it's like a mall, right? In a mall, what happens in a mall? You ha you lose the the end cap, and the the rest of the network are you know it's like you lose the end cap and then what happens the uh it isn't too long before the mall is empty 
But right. you know, they've got Ear Hustle. That's a big show. Um, there's some big ones over here. So you know, who who's going to end up being the linchpin for Radiotopia now? Uh, that's that's a good question. So. But I think there's several shows that are part of uh, 99% Invisible that are coming as well. So there's not, because he has a couple of different articles of interest. And uh, so we'll see what happens with, uh, with this. I don't know. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I mean, a show like that, I'm not surprised it didn't get, to no, get scooped up. No, but and, what, what does that mean for Radiotopia? Oh, as far as that platform? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anchor shows are pretty important to platforms. Yeah. Now, granted, you know, those folks have a lot of, a lot of platforms to work with, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's, it's, it, it's quite a mashup of brands that they have over there. So who knows? Maybe your Radiotopia doesn't survive as a separate brand. Yeah, that's. You know, you don't ever want to wish ill upon someone, but that's got to be a big, 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 big blow. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I would, but, but I would agree. But the good thing is Sirius didn't do what, uh, what uh, Spotify did. They're going to, it's going to remain free. It's still going to be on the, on all oh, the distribution it? points. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot about what's, what the plan is for that have but. you tried the spotify deal with uh sending a podcast over to be on facebook have you tried that that action i have not yet i did and it didn't work so i don't know if it's not rolled out or not but i was able to share to my facebook news feed but i didn't get a player i got a post in a news post as if i was and then when i clicked on the link it took me back to the spotify app didn't actually play uh-huh. on Facebook. So it didn't embed a player. It didn't embed saying. a player when I tested it. So maybe it's just not implemented yet. So if anyone has had seen a player get embedded back from uh, on, on Facebook from Spotify, please let us know. But it, it, it didn't work for me when I tested. Now it's been a couple of, ever since the announcement, I, I tested it on the day of the announcement. So maybe it just wasn't rolled out yet. Well, Many years ago, you used to be able to do that on the Facebook. You used to be able to get a, a player. Yeah, we, we, we built one too. Yeah. And right. well, what we, it was a trick. We had to put an yeah. MP4 file. Yeah, it was a hack. Yeah. yeah, we had to put an MP4 file over there. Yep. And, um, and the problem is, as soon as you scrolled past the content, it quit playing. So what they did with uh, Spotify is good in that you can keep on scrolling and it will keep on playing. So that right. in itself is, is good news. Todd, I was just lo- looking at that, the infinite dial study for Australia and from 2020 to 2021, it's showing a 12% uptick in monthly podcast listening. 12% going, going from 25% to 37%. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. That's, that's a huge jump. It's huge. But I mean, that's, that's a bigger jump in, in listening that I've seen any other country in the world. Rob, do do you understand how locked down Australians and New Zealand people are? I know they can't travel, but they're also not, well, 
they can't even, I don't know if they call them provinces well, or states. Leave. They can't even right. go from state to state right now without re-quarantining. I think that's right. in Australia. I think they call them states, not provinces. Right. So if I'm wrong, Australia, I apologize. But, you know, essential travel wasn't even, you had to have essential travel just to travel within your own country. So, right. you know. But, but their COVID instances are very low. So, I mean, masses from what well, I understand aren't it, mandated there. Or they anything. locked it down. So, no, I've, I matter of fact, I watch a couple of YouTube channels where people are down in Australia and no one's wearing masks, but. Right. Yeah. So things are pretty much back to normal. It's just, it's, it's the traveling. Well, you know, they've locked the borders. And so, so I've got a, I know someone from the UK. As a matter of fact, I um, did a call with a guy that is running um, a UK. It's basically putting podcasts on the radio in the United Kingdom. And, um, and I apologize. He's probably listening to the show. I forget what the address of the website is, but you know, they're playing a, a playlist of podcasts on actual radio. And, uh, I was had an appointment with him and I had to mess up with my schedule. And he says, well, I'm on my way to New Zealand. I'm like, well, how in the hell are you getting into New Zealand? And, uh, long story short, I did a, a call with him Monday and he's day eight of his quarantine. So he's on a two week quarantine down there at an incredible cost. So just to get into the country and if he, because he's a New Zealand citizen, if he stays in the country for 90 days, New Zealand will pay for his hotel stay. If he leaves before 90 mm. days. He, he has to pay for it. So, or reimbursed or whatever, wow. but yeah, he's doing wow. 14 days quarantine. So wow. yeah, they, yeah. So I'm not surprised that yeah, Australian why, podcast listening is up. Right. And that's probably going to explain why we're not going to see Mr. James Cridlin at any events here anytime soon. I don't know what the deal so. Australia. I, I don't even think you can, you know, at least in the United States, you can leave the country and go somewhere. You aren't right. in Australia. It's like, you got to have like a letter from the government to even like go international. You just, you just can't go anywhere. Right. <laughs> and again, I don't quote to be an expert in this, but you know, that's my understanding. Oh. Yeah. And, in in weekly podcast listening, I, I was quoting um, monthly in the prior number that was up twelve percent. The weekly podcast listening is up, um, basically what uh, was it nine percent um, on the weekly side, which that, is another huge that's increase. Big. It's big. Yeah. Well, we we are here at the bottom of the hour. Yep, we are, and uh, what. Well, I, it was great to have Steve Wilson on. I know we've been wanting to have Steve Wilson on this show for God, what, 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Todd at blueberry.com. Of course, yeah. at geek news on Twitter. Uh, I can be found on Twitter as well at Rob Greenley. Uh, and, uh, if you want to send me an email, you can send it to, uh, Rob G at lipson.com. Happy to hear from you. And we, of course, make sure you go to newmediashow.com, get subscribed to the podcast if you're not already, or follow the podcast if you're not already. That's right. Follow. Yeah. So that's all been changed now in Apple. It says follow yeah, it now, says right? follow. Yep. And uh, what we're going to do is we're heading out of here today. We're going to leave you with a little cool tones as we're closing out the show, as we're waiting for the stream to catch up to everything. Uh, those of you that are listening uh, via the audio podcast, you're going to miss the cool tones. Well, maybe, maybe I'll leave it in there. But, uh, all right, everybody, we'll see you next Wednesday here on the new Me show. Everyone take care. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.